Unusual police organization in the world. Bet you have names for every part of your body, huh? Ma, ma. <laughs> Cause I'm a man, a real man. Yeah. You know how me and that dude is. It's got New York in back of it. We'll be out of business permanently. Right now, we're the only friends you have. This body can't afford your friendship. Their beat, Hollywood Boulevard, the only X-rated street in America. I'd like three girls. Want to buy them outright? You came to the right place. She's um, just a little girl. She wouldn't even know how to make a living. If it can be done, you can do it. <laughs> Anything you want. Let me give you a crash course about Hollywood. In just what do I get for two hundred dollars? A piece of candy. Daughter's a prostitute. Now watch this man. This is gonna look just like Miss Lee. How you doing, Bruce? Hollywood Vice Squad. It's a long way from Miami. Rated R. All right, this week, episode 97, we watched uh, Hollywood Vice Squad from 1986. So, what did you think? Um, this is a wild fucking movie. I I kind of love it because it it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it the the base story, I guess, is about the Vice Squad, but then there's like a couple of different stories within it because this is like Robin Wright's premiere uh, in film, and she's playing a runaway who is now a prostitute. Uh, and But then there's like these cops that are almost comedic at times, and so it's almost like a comedy about heroin-addicted prostitutes on Hollywood Boulevard. But they don't show the heroin use. They just show the after use. There's like that one scene with Robin. I don't know. It, it has such a weird cast, too, because like probably my favorite casting is Frank Gorshin as the pimp. Yeah, the pimp roller. <laughs> Frank Gorshin, as uh, some people might not know, played the Riddler in Batman 66 and thought he was so good and so big that he should earn more, and they just replaced him with John Aston. <laughs> so in 86, Frank Gorshin is playing a, a, a pimp, but he appears to be running a business because he comes into this building, and he has these two girls who work the front desk that give him messages. His, his muscle gets messages. He has a desk. He has, like, an office space, so it's like, Really weird for a pro for a pimp to have this kind of business setup. Yeah, it's an escort service. Oh, okay. I guess I was I I'm just thinking of people on the streets because that's all you ever see is them on the street, and you just see uh, Isaac Hay or uh, yeah Isaac Kennedy at one point just call for someone. That's the only time I ever remember seeing that. But everyone else was just like. The guy we saw in the trailer, the comedian who's trying to pick up Carrie Fisher on the streets, the uh uh the yeah, with with his dildo mic. 
he had like a dildo mic that had a face and hands on it, like a and puppet. It would flash. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's weird because it's it's like Carrie Fisher's in this movie, but she's like in it for like 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, not very long. Yeah. And so I read that, uh, you know, and, and then there's even a scene that's like a throwaway scene that I don't understand, but her mom comes to visit. And so Carrie Fisher's at home and her mom's like, when are you going to give up this police dream? You know, like women shouldn't be cops kind of thing. And she's like, mom, I'm a police officer. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure uh, Carrie Fisher did it for the Coke money. Well, see, that's the that's what I read is this was the first movie she did out of rehab. And the and the uh, movie company didn't want to insure her. Mm -hmm. So the woman that plays her mother uh, was hired just to bring uh, Carrie on set. So so she kind of got this role that's just thrown in the movie just so that they could make sure that Carrie Fisher showed up to set every day because they didn't believe her because of her, her past drug abuse. And then uh -huh. this is the movie that she made a movie later, uh, postcards edge where Postcards it, from the, from edge. the edge. And but she wasn't in that movie. I don't think. No, she wasn't. She wrote about it. And yeah. the movie that's in there is based on Hollywood, uh, vice squad. Yeah. She was, uh, Played by Glenn Close, I think. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I've never seen it. Or Meryl Streep or someone. But I dug it. I think I think it's it's a weird 80s throwback. The 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 tone is all over the place. I think I that's what I kind of enjoyed is just like you would go from this comedic sketch with the police not being able to really do their jobs to like, oh, here's some prostitutes and uh they're being abused, or here's some pornography where the men were being, where a man was being abused, which was kind of weird too. Like yeah. it was all over the place, but it was neat researching everyone. Like, you know, Robin Wright uh, was, this was her first movie. There's a guy in there who is a cop, HB uh, Haggerty, who I thought was the big muscle man from Raiders of the Lost Ark that gets chopped up by the airplane. Yeah, but, but they it, it didn't show him in that credit. It's it said that he used to be a local Dallas wrestler, the uh, world championship uh, wrestling that used to be here. Uh, he was one of those wrestlers back in the day. Huh? Yeah, I mean, just a lot of cool things. I mean, uh, Leon Isaac Kennedy is in it, and I know him from like Penitentiary, Penitentiary Two, Penitentiary Three. <laughs> I mean, he did a lot of like exploitation films back in the day. Joey Travolta as one of the cops in there. Uh, and then uh, uh, Ronnie Cox is, you know, he's like, a, I think two years before he gets Robocop, but he had already been in deliverance at this point. And yeah. he's just playing the, the police captain, uh, but then has this weird, they have this weird side scene with the girl who's searching for her daughter. Like they're going to date or something. Like it's almost turns into like a date scene. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was all over the place, but kind of fun. What I mean, the, the, there's a lot of action in it, too, like in the, um, the Hollywood bus. Oh, yeah. Like that whole scene. And, and then you, then you have like these cops who, who are acting like they're movie cops and they're like, well, we're just going to jump onto a moving bus and take him out. Yeah, it was pretty weird. 
Yeah, I had a good time watching it. Oh, yeah, I did too. I mean, it was really great. I mean, I think the research on this one was probably the most fascinating because there's a moment when Frank, Frank Gorshin has this office where he runs out of, and then he has a secretary who is disabled. And I tur- and it turns out that this woman uh, was a transsexual who had been like uh, big in that area who had, and, and I didn't really understand like some of the, uh, the drag and transsexual type uh, um, community. And so Shelby was explaining some of it. Like she was like considered a mother to a lot of lost people sure. in Hollywood. And uh, they made a documentary about her that uh, came out a few years later after this, but it was one of the few positive portrayals of a transsexual I'd seen on film, at least, I mean, because they never were in the 70s. I th- I'm, I'm sure when we watched Vice Squad, they all transsexuals were just prostitutes. That's sure. all they could ever be. <laughs> this woman ran a desk, was a smart ass, told off the muscle. I mean, she had a little bit of a role, and it was a little more positive than anything I'd ever seen. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and then Evan C. Kim, who played Chang, the guy they refer to as Bruce in the trailer, that dude has done so much character work. Man, that guy had been in so many things, and it was so tough to see because as you go through, they just kind of, Hollywood only seemed to have a handful of names for uh, Japanese people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, and then the director is uh, Penelope Sephiris. You know her? Uh, no, not really. She directed um, Wayne's World. <laughs> she directed um, what is the uh, uh, decline of Western civilization? One, two, and three. I mean, she was a big documentary director who kind oh. of uh, ended up in uh, this uh, uh, doing comedy years later. She directed. <laughs> she went from. Uh, Hollywood Vice Squad to Dudes, uh, Wayne's World, Beverly Hillsbillies, The Little Rascals, <laughs> uh, uh, Black Sheep, the the last uh, 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 Chris Farley film, and Senseless, uh, one of the one of the Wayans brothers. I think it's Sean Wayans is in that one. That's a really piece of shit film. But she's more of a documentarian and has really great documentary uh, films out there. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird to see. It, it's weird to see. I like my probably my favorite of hers is Suburbia, which is really like a true Gen X story of just kids growing up uh, in the burbs, parentless, directionless, and no supervision. That's probably the best yeah. one I could recommend out of that. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy that movie. Yeah. So, what else you been watching? Um, I watched Mayhem. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? It was totally fun. <laughs> it is a fun movie, man. Joe Lynch is a great director. I love him. Yeah, Samara Weaving was uh, totally fun. She's oh, good, she's good. a badass in that. Yeah. And then I watched uh, the final episode of True Detective. Yes. Let's talk about this. Thoughts? Uh, second best season? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I loved it. The payoff at the end was huge because I, I typically don't think the endings are ever that great as what you expect. But this one paid off big. Um, but then I've seen a lot of hate for it. 
and and I'm just like I don't understand it. I I had somebody tell me that the second season was better than this one, and I'm like, that's just not not possible. Of course, <laughs> that story was so bad. Yeah. So yeah, I I enjoyed the second season, but I didn't think it was terrible. But it's definitely not as good as this one. Yeah, I mean, this one was cinematic. You had incredible performances. I mean, you got Jodie Foster in there. I don't think I've seen a performance this well from her in a long time because she had kind of done things like uh, that fucking Matt Damon sci-fi movie and shit. Like, like she's really a better actor than that kind of crap that, that, that she had been cast in. This sure. was a great movie for her to just kind of chew the scenery. And uh, John Hayes, who plays the uh, the other police officer in there, who's kind of against her. Is that, am um, I saying his name right? John Hawks. Hawks. That's what I'm. He was really good, and he only had a handful of scenes. But man, when those two were together, those were those were great. Yeah, I met him. He's a really cool dude, man. Oh, where'd you meet him at? Uh, Dallas uh, International Film Festival. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I, I I loved it. I've I've recommended it, and I'm excited that they've renewed the season with the same uh, showrunner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Of, of course they'll renew it. It's been so successful. Yeah, it just, I when I saw so much hate after the final episode, I thought, are they just not going to renew it? Because I dug it. I thought it was a, a, a great story and great performances. You know, I doubt there was a lot of hate. You just hear about the hate that's out, that's out there. Most people I hate. I've t heard loved it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I even heard them talking about it during the NBA All-Star game, how good it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I, it was a uh, one guy in my, uh, one guy on my podcast, I think Daniel said he liked season two better than this. And then just Reddit posts, you know, uh, people just, dude, dude, uh, <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong, Daniel's a nice guy, but some of his opinions are very suspect. Yeah, Daniel, what I love about Daniel is Daniel loves everything. Like, he's a big fan of stuff. He'll go watch stuff. And so when something's really bad, I love to watch his review. And so when Madam Webb came out, I know he was excited. He wanted to see, you know, great a great superhero story. And that's not what that movie is. And so... He was just kind of like, well, this movie's not good. <laughs> he just kind of started off like that. And it takes a lot for him to say something's bad. But uh, but when he does, I, it cracks me up because it just feels like he's taking every ounce of himself to say, yeah, don't go see this. <laughs> uh, then I watched Inception again. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that since I first saw it. Hold up. Yeah. I remember watching it the movie theater. Just loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, great film. Uh, then I started watching uh, uh, the new uh, season of The Bad Batch. Man, oh, yeah. I love that show. It's I, so fucking good. I haven't watched any Bad Batch. 
I just you, so, so, I've been turned off by the Star Wars cartoons, kind of, but I need to go back and rewatch. I guess you have I've to tried. see it. It's really good. Okay, I because yeah. I kinda, I think it was the Clone Wars that turned me off. Like I would watch a few seasons, and like even Rebels, I watched the first season. Everyone goes, "Well, you skip that. Go to season two. Like there's always you, some sort of watching order." But Bad Batch is good all the way through. Yeah, I've loved it. Okay, cool. Sure. Um, then I watched uh, Priscilla, which oh, is the, yeah. the new Elvis Priscilla Presley film. Really good, dude. I really, really enjoyed it. Sophia Coppola did a good job. Yeah, I'm really curious to see that because I know they said Priscilla had a lot of say-so over what was seen and what wasn't in there. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's her story. You know? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I love every all the Elvis stuff. It's just so interesting how fucking wacko that guy was. Yeah, I think there's he was one of the first ones you go like that's what a pop icon will he'll just become he, he kind of sets the stereotype for all the behind the musics we would see later in the years of every band that got big or drug abuse uh lead singer get get big uh then i wa uh finished watching castle rock and oh man season uh season one's good uh but it kind of uh season two is like a different kind of story that has kind of a link to season one season two is about the the lady for misery Early oh. on in her life, and really interesting, really fun to watch, man. Where's it streaming? And Hulu. Okay. And t uh, Tim Robbins, dude, that he's so good in it, just amazing. So definitely worth checking out. See both of them because the first season has Sissy Spacek in it. Yeah, that's what I was seeing. I was like, it's Scott Glenn. I'm a fan of his. Yeah, yeah that's Jane, fantastic, dude. I like Jane Levy and Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. He's always I, super creepy. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Definitely worth watching. I finished watching Spaced. So good. Love it. It's good. Uh, to me, it's a great snapshot of Gen X in their 20s. It's just British. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, then this morning I watched Navalny. What's that? Oh, it's a documentary about the uh, the uh, opposition god uh, Putin who was murdered recently, oh, like in that's... the last week. Yeah, it's a We're... really good documentary. Hulu is it on Hulu too? Uh, Max. Max, okay. Yeah, really good. Uh, they 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 figured out who killed him, who was trying to kill him the first time, you know, because they <laughs> tried like three fucking times. God. And uh, uh, they uh, figured out who was trying to kill him the second time. And uh, they got their numbers and were like calling, trying to bait them into telling stuff, saying they were uh, this official and they need a report. 
and they got this doctor to tell them exactly how they did it. It's really interesting. Oh, dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's called Navalny on uh, on Max. Uh, so what else have you been watching? I went back and caught up on all the South Park since it's been over on Paramount Plus and they've kind of changed the format to do like different type shows. It's really good. They they still are they they still are about the only ones I think that can pull off satire now. And and so it's just fascinating to see how they're able to do it in this day and age of just super PC uh, police, <laughs> you know, because they have uh, you a South Park fan. Do you watch it? I used to. It's been years, though. Oh, man. It, I, I would say uh, these last couple are pretty great and worth watching. Uh, they have a Streaming Wars episode, which is just about like the water, like uh global warming has affected Colorado so bad that they have water limitations and so uh they they have water that comes down from Randy's uh uh weed farm and then there's another weed farmer and so they both have water that streams and so it's all about water streaming <laughs> but then they just mock you know paramount they mock every one of these streaming uh 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 companies that's out there and how it's going uh, i think randy marsh is back so it's it's great to see it, it like him and his wife get into a competition because they both start an only fans and the rest of and and south park uses the advantage of being on paramount to just show randy pantless all the time so randy's just his dong's hanging out and he's, he's he, he goes everywhere with no pants on and he's talking about his only fans <laughs> i mean it is just wild uh cartman cartman uh his family or him him and his mom become poor so he tries to raise money so he can get his mom breast implants so she'll marry someone rich <laughs> And then he ends up getting the breast implant. So there's like a whole episode with Cartman who has tits. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. This week was so fucking good. Uh, they they put Clarence Thomas out to you know to rot and just shit all over him and how much money he's taken, how much um, how much influence he has, and he's. And he's buddy buddy with uh oh god that Dallas uh realtor that has all this Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was friends with me and my family. Oh, really? Yeah, he used to be the uh Dallas consulate for Denmark. So uh, he would always be at the Danish meetings and stuff like that. And we knew him very well until we kind of turned into a scumbag. His father was really nice, but Harlan was kind of a piece of shit. Well, yeah, he has some serious Nazi collectibles, like uh -huh. an auto yeah, autograph, yeah. autograph Mein Kampf yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, and Clarence Thomas, as I've been researching my Agent Orange stuff, Clarence Thomas was the lawyer that defended Monsanto, so that of Monsanto, yeah, so that Monsanto didn't have to pay out. He made sure that no one had to pay out to any veterans or veterans kids and here i am <laughs> so, yeah he's a piece of shit man 
Yeah, he's an absolute piece of shit. And uh, and they really go through the history of how the Supreme Court has just not really had to be held accountable for gifts and things they're given and how they weigh judgment on things because uh, the whole the whole system's fucked. You know, it, it's just it's just money and influence. And that's that's what America's become. But he does it in such a way. And plus, at the end of the show, he shows how like um uh, Clarence Thomas and his wife like to travel in this big fucking mega bus. I forget what it's called. And so John's uh, or John Oliver offers him a million dollars a year and an even better bus. If he'll just fucking retire. (laughs) So, uh, fingers crossed, but you know, that shit won't happen. He's, he gets too many free vacations and, and, uh, great dinners and he's treated like a King, but he's just the modern day uncle ruckus. He's just a sellout, you know, fuck that yeah, guy. Totally. Yeah. And John Stewart returning to the daily show was great. So I've been watching that every Monday and uh, then seeing people be so upset that he shits on Biden. It's like, that's the point of comedy. You shit on, you shit on everyone like that. You know, you can't just sit here and say Trump's an asshole when Biden is fucking a hundred years old. You know, it just gets me that uh, like, people were upset that he wasn't just up there preaching pro Biden stuff. When you've got the two oldest fucking people running for president since the last time they ran, when they were the oldest fucking people that (laughs) to run for president. So, you know, nothing's getting done. It's just a bunch of money and influence being fucked around with all those uh, people. It, it, but it's easy to watch that and digest it in jokes as opposed to just watching the regular news, which is just full of shit. Uh, yeah. No, I what agree. You, yeah. What else have you been watching? Oh, that's it. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of, I, I've started rewatching Parks and Rec and Superstore, and that's really it. So it's like nothing to talk about. Well, I've been watching a lot of, uh, uh, basketball and hockey and, soccer you know started getting back into watching some sports stuff so yeah i did want to watch some soccer because hulu carries it live and i like that yeah that's on peacock too oh yeah yeah that's right and uh but yeah i'm not i've kind of lost all my interest in basketball nothing really interests me uh, until it gets to like bigger games i guess i'm really enjoying watching luca i mean he is totally having an MVP season. Really? Yeah, he's having triple-double nights almost every night, like maybe a double-double and nine rebounds or, you know. He had a 73-point game. I mean – He's, he's so good, dude. Now, now, now you've got my attention. I may have to check out a Mavs game. Yeah, and then the Spurs have this uh, rookie, uh, Wembanana. He's he's like seven four, and he's uh, playing like twenty two minutes, averaging twenty five points a game. Uh, 15 rebounds and just so he's five tall block, five blocks a game oh, yeah but so he's tall and skillful because most of the time you get like a tall, minute ball. 
he's getting uh, alley-oops from everybody. It's so much fun to watch that kid. Okay, I'm going to check out the Texas teams. Houston got anybody? No, not yeah. really. Yeah, I haven't like... watched them at all, but but yeah. yeah, I've enjoyed getting back into that stuff. They have a bunch of the games on, on Max, but they're about to start charging, so fuck them. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Max is insane. Uh, what, uh, any news? No, no. Have you, you got any news? Yeah, speaking of streaming, uh, Peacock and, uh, and Paramount think they're going to merge. Oh, yeah. It's, we're just going to get cable again. Well, I think they're doing it because Peacock has all the sports. They've got uh, all the uh, soccer, and uh, they have the Olympics. So, you know, uh, Paramount. Oh, oh that's, yeah. That. But do the Olympics really draw that big? I, I know last time that NBC. Uh, I know the last time NBC had them, they said that, uh, well, I'm well, freezing. Are you? Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> It, everything froze on my computer, so I didn't. I lost power like uh, an hour ago, so I was like waiting for shit to go bad again. But I thought well, the last time NBC had the Olympics, it didn't do very well for them. Oh, uh, that was during the pandemic. I'm pretty sure it did. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know. Talking out my ass. Uh, any other know. news? Yeah, Aquaman's going to be on Max on Tuesday. All right, finally get to watch it. <laughs> but I've heard it's bad. And they're having a The Crow is getting a reboot with Bill Skarsgård. You know, they've tried and tried, and I feel bad for James O'Barr, who created The Crow, because he sold the rights to the movie, so that's why the movie has been in sequels and direct-to-video and direct-to-streaming you know, uh, streaming services. I hope they finally get a good reboot of that, because that guy had a great book, and the first movie is awesome. It just carries that curse with it. Okay, well, that's what we have going this week. Next week, we're going to be watching Ishii the Killer from 2001. I'm excited to see this. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. It's supposed to be really fucking crazy. Yeah, Shelby looked up the manga and said, it appears they just took all the gore and blood out of the manga. <laughs> so, all right, I'm ready. All right, we'll see everybody next week on the show. See ya.